The following content has been provided by RWTH Aachen University. So before we start, I would like to catch up on cocoa bindings, um, and I will do a quick demo. I hope that works. Because cocoa bindings is somehow a little mystery, um, as you will find out, because you make all these connections in Interface Builder, and if you now hand that code to somebody else, or if you inspect your code afterwards, it's very hard to find these connections again. If you have code, you can basically read down what kind of connections you made. And if you did Cocoa Bindings, you have to step through the interface, through Xcode, through the Interface Builder, to see where the connections have been made. So this is um, Xcode. Xcode actually comes with the um, Mac App Store, if it's not already on your Mac. Um, so you can download it there. It's just a, a one-click, basically. And um, it comes with all uh, different tools included here. So even the Interface Builder is now integrated in Xcode. That used to be a separate application um, in previous versions. So we're going to start a new Xcode project here. And um, I'm picking here um, my new project on OS X. And I'm going to write an application here. And I'm writing a Cocoa application. Recall that Cocoa is basically um, the framework um, that you use for writing your GUI applications. Um, now I can give it a name here. Um, I call it uh, bindings um, because we are talking about Cocoa bindings. I can select my language here, Swift or Objective-C, but actually that's not really a matter here because we are writing our application without any line of code. So you could pick Swift or Objective-C here. It doesn't really matter. Um, I'm also picking this option here, use core data, um, because our goal is to write a small address book application or, um, where we basically list a number of students, first name, last name. We can add students, we can remove students, and therefore we need some kind of persistent storage. I need to store this information. So even when I shut down the application, open it up again, I need to retrieve that data. But we don't want to write any line of code, so we're taking core um, core data, uh, which is basically um, for you to organize a small database, typically an, an SQLite database, um, and it gives you the framework around it for fetching the data, storing the data, um, and the like. So by the way, I will put these, um, all these demos that I'm, I'm showing here today, I will put that on L2P, um, but of course, Looking into Cocoa Bindings, as I told you, is pretty difficult afterwards. So if you want to find out where connections have been made, so um, it's, it's recommended to, to follow this, um, this guide here. So um, this is my startup window in, in Xcode. Um, I will talk about the details afterwards. Um, all that you need to know now, basically, is we're going here in our um, project explorer. And um, here I have my main menu zip. And that is the starting point, as you know, for creating your user interface. So I'm clicking right here. And all I get presented with is, when I click here on Window, um, is an empty window. OK, so what do I want to do? Well, I said I want to display some information from students. Um, so I want to display that in a table. And I can go down here in my Object Explorer, where I can get all these fancy widgets. And I'm picking a table view here can just drag it over, and you see that I have these guidelines here that help me to align 
um, my table view here. By default, it has two cells. Um, I have to pick a different option here. So um, let me see. Sometimes it's difficult to get that. Yeah. So um, by default, the table is set to a view-based mode. But as we want to actually display some textual information, I have to change that to cell-based mode. And as you will notice here, it now basically says text cell. Because I want to display strings in this um, table view. I don't want to display some images, for example. Um, what else do I need? I need some buttons here um, because I want to add and remove data. So I can have push button here. Double click it, I can change the label. Uh, let's call it add. And then I can alt, drag, and that should give me another button then. And I call it here remove. And I can put that next to the add button. Um, and I also want some information regarding how many items I have in my list and how many items are currently selected from my table view. So I'm putting a label here that I can place right here. And as a placeholder, I can write, okay, we are having um, n out of m selected. So here's my label. I can enlarge the table a little bit and reduce the size of my window. Um, what else do I need to change here in my table view? I can specify that I want multiple selection. So I can basically select multiple lines at a time. By default, this is enabled. So I can check this multiple selection here so that we can later on select multiple items. OK, this is so far the user interface. Um, we can just run this application now. And it should give me a window with exactly um, this interface here. Yeah, as you can see, we have a window here. We have a table view. Of course, it's empty. There's no data in there yet. I have two buttons here. I can click them, but nothing is going to happen because I haven't connected them yet. And here's my placeholder label. So. Uh, let's call this here. Let's close this one here. That so next thing, uh, we're going to look into the data structure. And for that, we have a file here, which is called, yeah, mind the spelling mistakes, uh, bindings um, XC data model D. Um, and that is basically your um, file that represents all the entities and attributes that you want to pick. Um, it's basically a database, um, and it comes with a graphical editor. So when you click on this here, you get this overview here. And um, by changing the editor style here, I get a graphical uh, representation. So far, there is no entity in there, but we're going to start with that now. So I'm adding an entity here on by clicking on plus uh, add entity. I can double click on the name here. I can give it a name, for example. Since we are dealing with students here, I give it the name student. And then here are my attributes. I want to add two attributes, the first name and the last name. So I click plus here. I say first name. I can specify the type. Well, that should probably be a string. And I also want to give it a default name. So when I click on add, a new entry will be added to my table or to my database. 
uh, and by default there should be some um, some default naming here. So you click on the attribute and then you go next here into the um, data model inspector and here you get some properties. Um, you have sometimes to click multiple times here to get the right entry. Um, yeah, so now I'm, I have selected my attribute. You can see here the name is first name. I don't want to make it optional. I want to make it required every time when I add an entry. It, the student should have a first name and it should have a last name. Um, and now I can write down a default name here. And let's say the first name by default should be John. Um, I add another one, the last name. I also make that of type string. So some great clicking here will give me the options. And I can say, well, the last name is Appleseed, typical example, John Appleseed. So uh, let's see if everything worked. So here we have the default name Appleseed. Here we have the default name John. And that's basically everything. I'm not going to add any relationships here. Um, but to give you an overview, I can now click on this editor style here. And you see, well, we have created um, an entity here called student. It has two attributes, first name, last name. If there were any relationships, you would see that. And you would also see connections to other entity, basically, as you know from sketching a um, database scheme. OK, now let's get back to our application. Um, as I said, I'm not going to touch any coding classes. So we're going directly back to our um, user interface. So we have now our data model, but we need to connect that um, to our user interface to our application. And for that, I'm going to use an array controller. So down in my widget list, I can uh, type in array, and I get an array controller here. I can drag it over here. Um, can get a nicer overview right here. And that will be the one that will control um, or connect the database and put all the data into an array. And then we're going to use this array and connect it to our user interface. These are basically the main steps. Um, for that, I need to change the um, object controller mode, which is given here. So by default, an array controller can be linked to a class, like I can connect a view controller to a view class. Uh, but I'm not connecting it to a class. I'm going to connect it to my entity that I just created. So I'm picking entity name here. And I write down the entity name. Um, Xcode doesn't give you any autocompletion here. Bad, but be sure to type in the right entity name and the right, um, the right attributes afterwards. Otherwise, it's not going to work. It will crash. Um, you also want to make sure prepares content. Um, as it says here in the tooltip, um, this basically um, makes sure that um, we automatically, um, the receiver automatically um, creates and inserts new content objects automatically when loading from a NIP file. It's basically when you start up your application, when your view is displayed, it should already fetch the data from the controller and make that ready. Um, so what else do I need? Uh, I need now to connect my array controller to my database. Uh, this step hasn't been, hasn't been made yet. Um, I said I just specified the entity, but I haven't connected it to um, the actual heap where my um, student objects actually land. And for that, I'm going to use the bindings for the first time. And this is this weird symbol here. Let me zoom that in. Um, so this is here, show the bindings inspector. This is the, the, um, um, the icon that you have to click when you want to change any bindings. Yeah, I can already see puzzled faces all clicking here and there. It's very difficult. 
Making that in code is more work, but it's more straightforward, actually, and you can read up on it later, as I said. So cocoa bindings are kind of like hidden uh, in your project. Um, so I click on my array controller, and I have a parameter here called the manage object context. When you work with core data, you will always have a so-called manage object context, and that is basically the reference to the heap where all the data um, is fetched and available. So we need to bind this. And um, we bind this to the application delegate um, and to the manage object context. I can get here already some auto-completion, fortunately. Um, and just to show you that this all makes sense, Oops, now it's gone. Um, so I said I bind it to the delegate, the application delegate. And there I specified the model key path managed, uh, managed object context. It basically means go to the class del application delegate, which is this one here, and look for the property managed object context and bind yourself to this um, property. So if we go into the application delegate, there should be somewhere a property called manage object context. Um, yeah, right here it is. So we have a variable manage object context, uh, and here comes some um, inline uh, function attached to this, but that's not important for now. So all these things here that you see here, uh, I didn't write them. These are given default by when you create a core data um, project. So back to our um, array controller. So this one has now um, been linked to the manage object context. That should be fine. Now, the next step that I want to do is I want to add and remove stuff from this array controller. And the array controller then will handle this and manipulate the manage object context. And fortunately, the array controller gives me default operations here. So for the add functionality, I click on my add button. And I create an action here by just control click and dragging this onto the array controller. When I release, um, it's probably hard to read. Let's see if I can zoom in. Yeah. So we have some default actions here. Add, fetch, insert, remove, select next, or select previous. And I'm going to click add here because I want to add objects. Now I can do the same here by removing. So I just click, again, control click on the array controller, and I can click on remove. And that will manage um, removal of an object that I select from my table view. But so far, I haven't connected my table view to the array controller, so nothing is going to be displayed. Uh, for that, um, I click on my table. And um, actually, a table view consists of multiple subviews. Um, that's actually what you will see here when I click on, on this inspector here. Um, and I have my um, table view here. You can see it has a clip view. And the clip view has, again, a table view. And then we have table columns, and we have a text cell. Um, there are multiple views in here. Clicking on them is kind of hard sometimes. So it's, it's like uh, clicking multiple times. And at some point, you will get where you want to go. It's easier to actually navigate uh, using um, these, um, these direct links here. So this one will select one table column. You actually don't know which one, but probably the first one. And this one will um, select the second one. As you can see here, uh, it looks like that the entire table is selected. So this is kind of weird. I guess it's a bug from Xcode. If I click here now, you can see this one here actually now selected the first one, so the first uh, table column. And now the selection looks rather correct, so just referring to this column here. Um, so what am I going to do? Um, of course, I need to bind that. And I'm going to bind the value that is going to be displayed in this column here 
to the array controller. And um, array controller has a key called arranged objects, which is basically the name of the array that has all the objects that I fetched from core data um, in there. And as the model key path, I'm going to pick first name. That is basically just the same that I picked or that I selected um, for um, the entity um, attributes. Then I can select the second one, the second column. So some clicking around here. I can bind that to the array controller, and I will use the last name. So by now, hopefully, if everything went correct, I should be able to compile my application, and um, the basic functionality should already work. Let's see. So I have my table view here. Now let's click on Add. And wow, we get a new entry here using the default names John Appleseed. I can click on another one. It gives me another one. I can click on one, and I can click on Remove. It removes. So let's add some here. And now at, at this line here, um, let's can double click and I can change the text. Let's say Tim Cook. Um, so hopefully when I shut down the application, open it up again, we should have these four entries here, uh, three times John Appleseed and once uh, Tim Cook. Notice that Tim Cook here is now at the third position here. And um, when you restart, it might be at a different position. And that is because when you use core data, um, it fetches all the data, the serialized data in your SQLite file or whatever file uh, system is, is used for that. It puts all the objects in there and it fetches them in some crazy way. Yeah? There's no default ordering like by time when you inserted them. It's just like a set. This is unsorted. So when you load that into an array, it can happen that um, the objects um, appear at a different position. So if you want to make sure that the position is maintained, you have to add another attribute like ID or something, and then you have to basically order them by ID, for example. So let's see if that works now. So we're going to shut down the application, quit bindings or binding D, um, open it up again. Yeah, and everything is here. And as you can see now, Tim Cook is at position number two, just as I said. Uh, don't expect that it's at the same position. Uh, I wanted to show something more, which is the selection here in this label. So as of now, there's no connection, so I can select something or I can select multiple items. The label is not going to change. So what we need is another binding for this. So let's see if that works. Um, so we click on the label here, and we go to the bindings inspector. And um, I now use a, a different one, which is a um, value with pattern. Um, because I need to combine multiple items. I need to get the n, basically the number of how many items are selected, and I need to get the m, which is basically all items that are there, basically. So this one here is called um, value1. Um, I bind that to the array controller. By default, I get the key selection here. Selection basically means um, how the, the items that are selected in my array controller. Uh, when I select something in my table view, uh, these objects get somehow marked as selected in my array controller as well. Uh, and I can now pick a model key path, uh, and this is the count attribute. So I'm going to count, it returns me an integer value, of the items that are selected. Uh, and note that I have to 
add an add sign here. Um, this is typically used when you use uh, key value pair matching. Uh, I think it's a leftover from, um, from Objective-C actually where you had to pass um, the keys as strings and in Objective-C you know you have to put an add sign before you enter the string. In Swift this is, uh, is not needed anymore. Um, and now here I have a text field for the, um, hope you can see this, um, for the display pattern. Um, it will write down value one. Then I can add like out of, and then I can add another value that I need. So this percentage value one, just what I um, selected here. will be the number of selected items. Now you can see here there is the name. Um, so here we have the name value one right there. Um, out of, and now I need a second value. Uh, we'll just copy this pattern here. So percentage, uh, opening bracket, curly bracket, uh, value two add, so that will hopefully give me another value. I can get the second value when I scroll down here, you can see there is another entry display pattern value two. Well, this is probably where I'm gonna put my number of all items in there. So I bind this to the array controller. Now I'm not taking the controller key selection, but arranged objects. As you know, arranged objects is basically this array where all these items are stored inside. So if I take now the count of this array, I know how many items I have in total. So, uh, it gives me some auto-completion, great. And I put in here count. Uh. So, you can see the display pattern here has already be, been taken over from the first one because it knows, okay, this is value number two, this is value number one, and they play together somehow. So, my string here basically says value one out of value two. Value one is, recall, the number of selected items. Value two is the number of total items. And we bound this, we bound this to this label here. So, we should be hopefully getting a string um, that exactly shows this. So, let's run again. Our four items should be there. Uh, we still have our four items. Now, Tim Cook is on position number four. Now, uh, you see it's really random. And you can see here the label has changed. It says one out of four. We have four items, looks great. One is selected here, looks also great. Now let's select another item by command clicking on a different item here. You can see I have uh, two selections here and the label actually now says two out of four. Great. So what have I achieved? I've written a small address book or student application. It stores all the data, it fetches all the data for me and I can actually see, I can, I can change the entries, I can add entries, I can remove entries, and I can even work with the selection. And I didn't go into any Swift or Objective-C file for writing this. As you see, it's somehow a little bit complicated. You will, you will get used to it when you, when you play around with it. Um, but now imagine, I would give another application using Cocoa Bindings to you, and you would have to find out all the connections that have been made. It's like clicking through Xcode, through the Interface Builder, and finding all these things out. It's kind of difficult. Huh? So um, I don't really recommend using Cocoa Bindings, but for writing some kind of quick applications, it's nice. This content was provided by RWTH, Aachen University.